Hi, I'm Katie and welcome to my podcast, My Rare Disease. This is a platform where I raise awareness of something that affects 1 in 17 people, rare disease. By chatting to patients, health professionals and advocates, we talk about all aspects of rare disease, including relationships, mental health and much more. I cannot wait for you to hear some truly inspiring stories from some absolutely amazing people. In this episode, it features a very special guest, my sister. Lucy is 22 years old, she's a trainee lawyer, and we love spending time together when we can. In this episode, Lucy and I speak openly about what she thinks my rare disease is, Simitar syndrome, what it's like to have a sister with an illness there is so little information on, and some of the memorable experiences stand out for her. It's been really interesting listening to how rare disease can affect the whole family, not just the person with the condition, and also how Simitar syndrome has had an impact on her life. Today I'm chatting with my sister Lucy all about my rare disease um, because I think it's important to get different perspectives and I know there's a lot of research out there. Siblings of those with a rare disease um, perhaps have different life experiences than siblings who don't have a rare disease. Um, so yeah, I'll let Lucy introduce herself to say a bit about you. Anything? Um okay I'm really bad at this because I feel like I just have nothing interesting to say but yeah I'm 22 um currently training to be a lawyer which probably sounds quite boring um yeah I mean I live in Bath don't really have that much interesting to say I don't think anyone has that much interesting to say in lockdown to be honest I think you're right yeah I've just done nothing just had a little chat about Strictly Come Dancing before this with Katie because that is just my only hobby at the moment, just love it. So yeah, my condition is called Scimitar Syndrome and I've interviewed a lot of people, well quite a few people, on here about their rare disease but I thought it would be interesting to get it from a sibling perspective. So it's like I'm quizzing you, I'm not. Um, how would you define or like what keywords would you use to explain my condition to someone else I feel like whenever I do say it to someone else if it comes up in conversation or anything just like the the thing that I say straight away is just like oh my sister's got one lung mm-hmm. um but I I don't know I feel like it's probably pretty poor how <laughs> badly I'd explain it if someone asked me about it in depth given especially that I like did science A levels and stuff like I should just know but um I didn't even realize to be honest until a few years ago that it was also to do with the heart like I yeah so I if it's just in kind of general conversation I'll just say yeah my sister's got one lung and people are always like whoa (laughs) um if anyone asked me kind of like more about what it meant I'd also say I know it's something to do with one of the veins that goes into your heart is slightly wrong or like I don't know and your heart's on the other side to most people's yeah. which is kind of an interesting fact about it how yeah this is another quiz question how rare is it do you know what I was actually thinking about this only yesterday um I know that there's oh I don't I don't <laughs> want to say I know and then it'd be wrong I was gonna say I know there's kind of like a handful of people in the UK that have it but obviously that's just an expression I don't actually know how many a handful it is just very rare that's my answer very rare 
Okay, so for people listening, I'll give like a little definition because it'll just make sense that we're talking about it. Um, so yeah, it's congenital heart defect. So congenital means you're born with it. The right lung doesn't work because on one side of the heart, the blood gets recycled so it doesn't go into one of the lungs. So the pulmonary pulmonary vein, it's in my heart, it's towards the lower bit of the heart. Um, so yeah, it doesn't go in, there's no oxidated blood going into the right lung, so therefore it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's um, it's a heart defect, you're born with it, and the blood on one side gets recycled. So that's why I had to have heart checks, because like one side of the heart's working a lot harder than the other side. Yeah. And oh, and it affects one in a hundred thousand people. That's how it works. Oh, okay. See, I know that everyone says, oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, for some reason in my head, the number like 95,000 has really? popped in. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's because it's one in, I don't know. I'd like to pretend that that's because I knew that. Yeah, well, that's fine. It, close enough. So we are only 16 months apart in age um but i'm interested to know when you first heard noticed i don't know there's something that's wrong in inverted commas that you heard like had the condition i kind of wish that i could remember um but i honestly don't know at all like i do i just feel like i've always known i don't remember i don't think anyone ever sat me down and kind of like explained it to me but Obviously, I don't know, there must have been a time where potentially we were like doing something together and I, I don't know, I really, I'm not sure at all. Um, I just feel like I've always known really, but obviously I haven't. I'm sure I had no concept of it for quite a long time. Well, probably when we were much younger, we both probably thought it was like quite normal. Like if I had a hospital appointment, we would have just thought, oh, like. That's probably actually, it, it maybe would have come up like I would have said oh why does Katie have a flu jab or why does Katie have hospital appointments or something maybe it was explained to me and I guess when I was really young I wasn't like in school um so I would have or mum like couldn't leave me home alone so if she took you to an appointment I guess I would have come so potentially I just found out from that I'm not really sure yeah maybe I don't know I suppose if we were further apart in age then we might know but Anyway, um, and then how it's impacted you or like impacts you um, in any aspect, but also the, any, not issues if you encounter, but like how have people reacted when you've like explained it to other people? Two questions. I think with, with that, um, the second part, people, or most of the time, until recently, when I had someone who was like, oh, my friend has okay. that um and I was just like whoa that's a strange reaction because normally people are like mind blown like people are just like sorry you can have one lung yeah um and I guess it it's just like I just think oh she's got one lung but I suppose that's yeah if if someone said to me like another major organ oh I'm I'm missing that I'd probably be a bit shocked it's just like yeah and I guess it's so rare that so many people just don't even think about whether that's a possibility so um in terms of how people react yeah I'd say it's predominantly just like people are just shocked like don't know that it's a thing and then a lot of people will say to me like so kind of what does that mean for her like what does that how does it affect her 
and um, I mean it's going a little bit off topic but yeah normally I'll just be like day-to-day -day life physically not you wouldn't know but how you've said how does it affect me it's like this year like I've never ever thought about it more than I have this year I don't think there's been a day this year since the whole coronavirus thing appeared that it hasn't crossed my mind it's just on my mind all the time because generally I used to just think oh well I almost feel like you have the ability to do more than loads of people do because the fact that maybe you shouldn't be able to do it makes you so determined to be able to do it. Like you do a lot more than I do. Um, probably just because you kind of like, whether that's consciously or subconsciously, you want to do it. Cause mm. kind of like, it should be harder for you if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, basically just the way that I think it affects me is that I just think I'm probably more protective or like, um, yeah I guess protective is the right word than I would be I guess I don't have another older sister to compare it to but I think I'm more kind of like I think about your I think about not looking after you because I don't look after you ever <laughs> but I don't know I think about like protecting you and how things impact you way more than I would maybe I don't know but I think probably more than I would if it, you didn't have that and yeah so like, probably with the whole coronavirus thing whenever I visited home if it wasn't for your scimitar syndrome I probably would be very very different about the situation like that is the key reason why it's a concern for me to like bring anything back um yeah so probably just impacts me in the way that I like worry about you a little bit more than maybe I would otherwise yeah I mean we haven't got another sibling to compare it to but you know yeah <laughs> so that might all be completely untrue yeah but I don't know it, it is something that I think about hmm. thinking about being protective I mean this, is, this might be your low highlights or lowlights but I'll just bring it to the surface now um don't know if you remember but you being protective once happened, once happened uh, when I went to Northampton Heart Centre and the doctor, a cardiologist who was like very well known in their field, um, like welcomed us in, all good. And she said that she's been Googling the heart condition. And Lucy said, oh yeah, like on Wikipedia, on your computer. Yeah, because I just, I, I can't believe we were sat there in this consultant's room and she's got wikipedia on her screens looking at scimitar syndrome and i'm just thinking like i could have done that you've got access to medical information and glossaries and everything and you're choosing to look at it on wikipedia i just think that's it's almost a bit insulting it's just like and why is she doing it now when we're there? I understand, like, I'm sure she was so busy and I, I'm not pretending that she should have spent a week looking up, looking it up and everything, but it's just a bit like, why are you looking at it on Wikipedia? Like, I'm, I was told since primary school, don't use Wikipedia because it's not a reliable source. 
and you're a consultant that we've kind of like made this way to see and it is important that you get the right information and care and someone's just done a quick type in and pressed enter and clicked on the first thing that's come up yeah on that it's kind of a bit off topic but um i saw something on social media yesterday like comments on it and i was like yeah it's really important to like, listen to the patient first before you research because the condition is all is like from person to person it's so different so just because it affects one person this way might not affect me in this way so yeah i'd ask the patient for going on wikipedia but you know you know just the fact it was wikipedia really got to me hmm. i don't even know this actually when you know you know when i was at stoke hospital yeah the nurses were doing their handover one night and um they said oh this is Catherine baker um we've been googling her condition all day because i don't know what it is it's like in front of me and i was like like, I don't like the present tense use of we don't know what it is. It'd be fine if they said we've done research because we didn't know what it is and we've now found out, but like we don't know. It's like, well, then get to know because yeah. you need to. <laughs> yeah, but you know. I, I, I really want to like make it clear that I do understand there's an absolute infinite number of conditions and obviously doctors can't possibly know the ins and outs of every single one i completely understand that but it's just adjusting wikipedia when you're sat with the patient in front of you it does to me show a bit of a lack of respect and kind of like yeah lack of respect i'll leave it at that just the way they go about it i think you know mm. sensitive that's a word i'd use for it um, any particular highlights or lowlights in, I'll say our medical experience because it impacts you like me, but yeah, any highlights or lowlights? I have to say, before I really had an understanding, well, I guess you can still be positive about it when you do have an understanding, but I remember when I was fairly young and I came on a trip a day out with you and mum, we went to the Royal Brompton Hospital. Mm. I had a lovely day. Um, obviously the actual part where you were in the checkups wasn't that thrilling but like I remember well it's a good excuse to go through the nice parts of London saw some nice bakeries like I used to think this is an all right day out um and I, when, I remember when I was really young waiting for your appointment and I was sat in like the play area of the hospital so not all bad <laughs> no joke about perks of hospital trips yeah uh, I mean yeah obviously I'd probably rather have not had the reason to go there um I don't know if it's a highlight or a low light but just the story yeah, that, that really like stands out to me was one thing I love about our closeness and age mm-hmm. was the fact that through school and kind of things outside of school that are done in age brackets we always did stuff together like extracurricular clubs and everything we were always together and we both went on a school trip to Morocco mm. when I was in year 10 and Katie was in year 11. Um, and on that trip, we had been trekking in the mountains for like, I don't know, a long time. I just remember, obviously there were times when I was walking with Katie, but there were times I was walking with friends. And I remember at one point, I just, I couldn't see Katie and I turned around to one of the teachers and I said oh where's Katie and she said oh she's um she was struggling a bit like walking which is fair enough I think even if you didn't have 
scimitar syndrome anyone could have found that challenging and she was the teacher said oh she's she's struggling so she's gone on a mule which is kind of like a small camel oh yeah a donkey (laughs) and um and I was like so Katie's gone off on this mule and I was like oh right um has anyone gone with her and the teacher just said oh no she's the mule's got like um um a man who directs I guess his owner but who has the mule like on a lead kind of thing and is walking with her but I was just like right so and obviously no one knows this man he just works like on the mountains helping people who are walking like if they need luggage on a mule or anything like that he wasn't connected to the trip or the organization we went on the trip with at all so no one can contact him he didn't speak much English I remember you saying yeah so I'm just like right okay and that was genuinely like I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling I was like I'm never gonna see Katie again she's gonna like the mule is gonna just go how horses sometimes stand up on their legs when they get excited and he's just gonna like run off a cliff and I was just like why did no one ask me to go with her because of course I would have walked along the side of it with you well like how did a teacher not go surely that is not allowed that is absolutely not legal surely um I was just like excellent I actually am never gonna see you again then I remember the whole time I was just stressing then when I saw you again, I was so relieved. You know, I was probably fine. Yeah, you were absolutely fine. It's the kind of thing I feel like you were just very chilled about. Like, oh no, nothing's ever going to happen. And I, I've just been thinking, this is a disaster. <laughs> just for context, yeah, I went to Morocco for two weeks. Um, was it maybe nearly three weeks? I don't know. Um, and we trekked up the Rift Mountains. I think it was like four days. I want to say we took. Good yeah, four days a week, something like that. Um, and it was like fourteen degrees. We were like above. I don't know what to call it. Like we could see the clouds. Um, <laughs> yeah, well above the clouds. The altitude was noticeable. Yeah. Um. So I think potentially that like affected you slightly more than it did affect other people. And we started. But one of my friends. Um. Sorry to interrupt. One of my friends who also went on the trip whenever I see him now he'll always say like Christ I can't believe like Katie walked like did so well in Morocco like she'll she's a legend I think people just like expected you to find it a lot harder but really that was that was the one time that you found it difficult but just like anyone could have found it hard it might might not have been because of your lung or anything because it was hard and we'd been up at 5am every day and it was it was really hard yeah I was just about to say I think sometimes we got we started walking early than five so I remember them yeah saying, I think we did like two or three yeah honestly because I remember them saying oh we need to walk most of the way before it gets hot yeah oh I remember like like getting out of the hostel one day and it was just pitch black and we were just lined up ready to go and I thought yeah already you know yeah it, it was hard so I think it could have happened like a lot of people were ill on the trip but at some point throughout the trip and you weren't so I think everyone kind of had a day or two where they were felt quite weak um yeah I mean you all must have eaten something weird because I I'm still I don't know because people were ill at different times but yeah I think um 
I don't know. We had to all like clean, like um, what's it called? Put that solution in our water, didn't we? So yeah, chlorine solution. Yeah, so it might have been anyway. Done. Completely off topic. And whenever we go on holiday or anything, you can always hold your breath longer than me under the water. And I think, how are you doing that? Because surely I just have, like physically, I've got more capacity to hold my breath than you have. Like, you just always find a way. <laughs> a low light, underline low, very low light, that was very recent, is when you said to me, I might have coronavirus and I was like no this can't happen this isn't okay someone needs to press undo this is not okay um because yeah I mean I've said it three times but it's not okay you can't get it because it scares me yeah it didn't scare me when I first like knew about corona in March thought oh it's the flu but turns out it's not the flu and it is respiratory and that's why it stresses me out um, and yeah, when you said it, I just thought, Christ. But then, as I told you on the phone at the time, the only possible positive to it would be that if you were totally fine, then you're likely to have a bit of immunity afterwards. So I could come back at Christmas and have no fears that I could give you corona. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're still confused about this. I mean, I'm going to call it my potential corona. Because yeah. I did have it. But it just so happens on the same day that I had a test, quite a few other people in my uni course had tests and they were positive. Yeah, and you did have all the symptoms, but fortunately, um, mum and dad, who obviously you live with, neither of them got it. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's, it's a really strange thing, but there is, you know, people have said loads of times that the testing isn't, 100% perfect and that you can get a false negative so who knows um whatever it was it's it kind of <laughs> in some way I'm not... glad you're fine now yeah we move on so another I don't know what to call it and just memorable experience or, or like maybe this is an example of what I said earlier about me being protective sometimes okay. is <sighs> four years ago roughly we went on holiday to Barbados and like with the family and from the beach you could swim out I'm not sure how far it was but scary far to like a trampoline that was floating in the sea um so Katie being Katie is like oh cool I'm gonna go on the trampoline and I feel like all me mum and dad were just like okay at the same time as thinking uh, because I mean I'm a little bit scared of the sea anyway but the fact that you were going to swim out there's waves pushing you around and stuff and it's, it was quite far it's what if you got 80% of the way then you get too tired yeah I mean, like then what to me that was just like oh my gosh stress but I mean obviously you were fine you did it so many times but still every time I was like uh, yeah, I couldn't really feel the legs when I got back, but yeah. And I've got to say, the trampoline really wasn't worth it. You really can bounce it. <laughs> so, and then I remember being on the trampoline, and thinking I've got to jump back into the sea and actually swim back. Yeah, now. and then swim back after that. A few jumps on a trampoline alone is enough to. It wasn't me tired, let alone two swims involved. Yeah, yeah, not worth it. I would say, but you know. Oh well, proved someone wrong again. Another, this is a low light, 
or like a few low lights things that kind of like come from it that make me sad a bit deep um like the the main thing is that obviously it's not very nice that you have the condition at all but I feel like in a way it's part of you and you like do a lot of positive stuff with it and you do cope really well with it generally like it doesn't cause you day to day it's, it's kind of not a huge problem mm-hmm. and I, I think you've like done really good things from having it Thanks. but it does really break my heart that you've said before about how it impacts your mental health or just the experiences you've had in the past with it have had an impact on your mental health and that does make me sad because I just don't want you to have that because you just shouldn't like um I just yeah I wish that wasn't a thing I wish that you could just like erase that because you don't you don't deserve it don't need it it's just like a really sad side effect um and then also kind of similar to that is the fact that it has an impact on you pain wise more recently because of the fact that it causes your spine to be a little bit curved um that's I think that's really sad because I don't I don't obviously I don't have any chronic pain thankfully but there have been a couple of times in my life where I've had like recently I did have I'm not trying to compare it to yours at all but I did have like back pain for a few weeks all the time and it it is it's really like you, you can't think of anything apart from that a lot of the time and it, it does get you down and as soon as you start to think oh because of that I don't want to do this that's really like it's such a shame and it's really unfair like I, I wish that that wasn't part of it because I feel like most people don't know what it's like luckily to be in chronic pain but it's it's more than just like oh I'm in pain like when you've got a headache or something I can really understand why that has an impact on your mental health why that like gets people down because you can just fall into a rut quite quickly having that and I think especially when you've got people saying there's not really anything you can do about it or the process of doing stuff about it is going to be really long or it's like I'll refer you to this person and they'll refer you to that person and that person I can see why sometimes you might feel a bit helpless Mm, I suppose I mean this is just my perspective but I've shot other people with chronic illness rare disease I mean feel the same The, the condition you have is enough the other things that are secondary to it yeah like you didn't sign up for that bit like yeah I mean obviously yeah you didn't sign up for any of it but it's so it's so unfair that you get the one thing and then because of that the other things like can't we just share them more equally or try and eradicate them completely yeah but you know part of the package I suppose um so yeah I suppose a lot of people may be able to relate to those things or more of it from your perspective um so on that um what advice would you give to someone who who had a family member with a rare disease or chronic illness I think firstly I should take my own advice on what I'm about to say so although I think it's advice is definitely not something I do is that like try not to be so obviously be protective and in sensible ways like it's 
it's not silly protective that I don't want to give you or anyone, obviously, but that I'm super concerned about you getting coronavirus because that's very sensible but things like when I say about you swimming out to the trampoline and stuff I think I need to have a bit more trust in that you also know well you know your limits and what you can and can't do way better than I do of course you do it's your own body um so I think I should I wish that when you wanted to do that I could have been like oh my god yeah cool rather than maybe make you feel a bit like weird about it or not weird that's the wrong word but I feel like I should have been more just positive and but I just can't help but feel stressed I feel like a parent um <laughs> another thing that is a highlight that I should have said before but maybe not advice to someone else but like just a pointer or like a good thing is to remember that actually there is one benefit well it's not like it negatively affects me but I mean there's definitely a benefit to me very selfishly and of course I would prefer that you didn't have it because of your like understanding of people suffering is a bit of an extreme word for what I'm about to use it for but that's kind of what I mean whenever I've been ill or just like down or anything Katie is the absolute best person to care for you like I just remember so many times when I was younger, if I was ever off school, sick, all day I'd feel so down, so ill. Katie comes home, just instantly like makes me laugh or like she'll do something, go out of her way to be nice or I don't know, you're, you're just like so caring, 100% the most caring, kind person I know. A lot of people that know you would say, like, I, I think everyone would agree with me that you're so, so good at like caring for people maybe it just helps that you're actually really funny as well but you're so caring and um I think maybe that does come from you having a bit like of an understanding of what you would want if you felt in pain or anything like that you know like what you would want someone to be like for you and you're like that for everyone else and I think you really care for all your friends so much because you like I don't know you just have an understanding of what it's like to feel anxious or in pain or anything like that you've just got you're so good at like helping people I guess I mean as a sixth they need a bit of TLC but yeah I don't know I think it's just a magical power I don't know (laughs) and I said I wanted to make a Christmas podcast episode with you so I'm going to make and that like I think because you are so kind and caring and thoughtful and everything just showering you with compliments now it makes me just like love your birthday and Christmas because I I I just absolutely love giving you like gifts because maybe that's like my where my empathy does not ever reach the levels that yours is at I can just like um superficially top it up by giving you nice stuff and I I just like love when you're happy it just brings me the most joy in the world right well I mean I know it makes me excited Lucy has actually made me an advent calendar so um yeah yeah I'm excited for when December the 1st comes around (laughs) any more advice for someone oh yeah sorry I'm not a very good advisor. 
Um, I'd say, yeah, you've just got to, basically, you've just got to trust that your Katie doesn't want to put themselves in a situation that they can't cope in. So you don't need to worry that they're going to do that. Because it's just like when mum says to me, oh, drive safe. And I think, well, yeah, I will drive safe, but because I don't want to have a car crash or like it's kind of to me I understand why she says it of course I do but it's that kind of thing like there's no point me saying to you oh be careful because it's not like you've forgotten that you should be careful obviously you know that so it's kind of like just trust that you know what you're doing what three words would you use to describe either my condition or like what we've talked about today um okay one complicated yeah that's a good word to use yeah um a because it's just complicated to explain and understand but also like because of the complications that can arise from it mm. um hmm, complicated empathy or i'd say empathy or like kind or caring something like that because I think it probably does is the reason behind why you are so like that and maybe I know it's very negative but just like scary no that's bad third inconvenient because just is isn't it and if the scimitar syndrome gods are watching then I'd just like to let them know I think what they've made is a bit inconvenient and I think that they should review it and finally your favorite quote okay so I think our brains are very different when it comes to quotes and you love a quote Mm. I struggle with quotes and the quote world but recently me and my friend Hayley were watching friends together I'm not like a big friends fan and one of them actually it wasn't even friends it was how I met your mother um and one of them said I feel like it sounds so cringy when I say it but don't postpone joy and we looked at each other and we were like that is so true so I mean I definitely use it when I shouldn't now I'm like "Mm, should I have a chocolate now I should save it and then I'm like oh don't postpone joy I'll have one now um but I think it's actually something that we should all think about a bit more because especially this year it's taught us all I think that you shouldn't think oh that would be nice to do in the future but maybe I should do this like sensible thing first I think sometimes you just gotta like if there's something you want to do and you can do it and obviously it's not stupid or harmful or whatever then just do it because that's what life's about you just gotta go for it I think you actually take that on board a lot like you do just go for it you just like I think I need to take that don't postpone joy thing more because I feel like I'm really oh I shouldn't save that I should save that no you shouldn't you should just do what you love now right and on that note um thank you very much it's been a very interesting conversation you can listen to <laughs> apple Podcasts and spotify um but yeah thank you